2: progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law
3: hello welcome back to another let's go there i'm shira
2: and i am ryan
3: and today actually i think i don't think we've ever done this before ryan What? Uh, tonight we are going both of us uh-huh. on a dub uh, well each of us are going on a date to the same place <laughs> it's
4: not a double date who said i wanted to talk about my date oh, shira lazar sorry. Ooh, but you know what? Another prime example of Shira just telling everything. You know, it's, it's just like Shira's just excited that I'm actually get, doing something for once. Yeah. She's just telling all my business. And
3: I'm going to be able to see it with my own eyes. No.
4: I, you're going to stay as far away from me as possible. <laughs> you better not embarrass me, ma'am. We got invited to the same place. I'm not
3: going to say where. I will leave it at that. Why not? It's fun. Well, because then, you know, just in case we have stalkers. <laughs>
4: Do you think we're cool enough to have stalkers? Maybe. I don't know. I don't think we're cool enough to have stalkers. But can we give a hint? Like it's like a version of the circus? Oh, God. Is that too much? basically
3: gave it away. (laughs) Uh, anyway so we're going both of us got invited I'm bringing my boyfriend uh, Ryan's bringing his you know uh, dates. dates
4: it's just a date uh, oh and my God. it'll be fun because
3: uh, I feel like you're
4: if black people could blush I would be red
3: <laughs> yeah so Ryan is a bit nervous but I think it will help to see us we'll have a little drink before an intermission
4: yeah, you know I'm not Don't I worry, a we won't embarrass nervous. you. Yeah, I'm a little nervous, but I mean I don't I don't I just don't know. It's the first time I'm meeting this person in person. And so like, um it's gonna be really interesting. It's gonna be really fun and I just wanna have a good time. That's all that matters. And you will. You look great. You're going to have a blast. Thanks. You look great I, too. I feel like I'm going to be looking at you
3: while we're drinking and just Please. like.
4: Please. I'm going to start
3: cracking up or something. Please. Leave me
4: alive. Hey, I'm wishing oh, no. you it's the best. It's my worst nightmare. It's my worst nightmare. I'm wishing nightmare.
3: you the best. I'm excited for you. I can't wait to see Ryan finally get into some sort of relationship. <laughs>
4: Just oh been waiting. God. Oh my gosh! You're in swears. I'm like this, like the seven year old, like seven yeah, year old You're cat woman. You like,
3: oh, I thought you, but like you're like my. Sometimes it's like a little brother kind of thing. I Even mean, though, okay, yeah.
4: I like that. That's cute, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. Let's talk about what's happening
0: on the show in
3: 2022. Is it still acceptable to go? Gay for pay. Two broadcasters did that for charity, and we have some thoughts on that. Could more than Siri and Alexa be spying on you at home? We have the troubling info next hour. Uh, First, though, COVID rates are rising throughout Europe, so are we next? One of our favorites, Dr. Amesh from Johns Hopkins, joins us in 10 minutes. First, let's get into some what's trending this hour. The editorial board of the Miami Herald has taken a strong stance against Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and the state's Republican-dominated legislator for their fight against LGBTQ people and people of color. In a recent editorial, the board blasted DeSantis for focusing on, quote, made-up crises rather than the actual issues that Floridians are facing. And then they go on to discuss how the state government has made it easier to ban books, imposed harsh restrictions on abortion, and helped perpetuate the lies Donald Trump told about the 2020 election being stolen. All while actual problems are continuing to happen in the state. Uh, So DeSantis is expected to sign the Don't Say Gay bill into law. Now Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky made an impassioned plea to Congress this morning and called on one man to lead, President Biden.
5: I'm addressing the President Biden. You are the leader of the niche. I wish you to be the leader of the world. Being the leader of the world means to be the leader of peace.
3: Well, we'll be be talking more about that actually in 30 minutes, so stick around for that conversation. Now it looks like Carl Nassib's time on the Raiders is coming to a close. The Las Vegas football franchisee is releasing the out defensive end, according to ESPN. Nassib had one season left on his three-year $25 million deal. How about that? In June 2021, Nassib made national headlines when he came out as gay in an Instagram video post. And he is now free to sign with any team. But we know, but well, we know, that means. wait, but we know what team he's really on. That was what's trending this hour.
4: I think that was the reason why he got fired.
3: Well, hopefully not. That That's horrible. Well,
4: I don't know. They were talking about it is something in our group chat. Oh, like the Channel Q group chat. And like, it was like Dr. James and our producer, Justin, and they were having, it was like, I was like, what is, what are y'all talking about? And they were comparing it. It was like, oh, it could be a cap situation, but it can't be a Colin Kaepernick situation because like Colin Kaepernick is black. And that was for racial situations and kneeling. Mm. So, what is the comparison to this when it comes to, I guess, like, what his queerness and, like, well, the reason why that's happening? Yeah, I don't know. It could
3: be real. But, I mean, the I NFL, know. we I have no clue. We know their background, they've been a bit better, but who knows what happens
4: behind Let's the see. scenes. I mean, maybe producer but Justin will try soon. Also,
3: yeah, we need a sports person. But we should get, actually, we have our gay sports writer. We should get him on soon.
4: Yeah, if he ever, like, you know, answers comes our out. email.
3: <laughs> Um, but, you know, there's something to be said because a lot of people, when they are traded, like, there are free agents. It's not abnormal to end up being uh, traded. I don't even know what traded. that means. Can I talk
0: about something I know? Yes. Thank Entertainment. Thank you. Here you go. <laughs> I can barely
3: explain it. I was like, you could trade and then you're... You
4: know? I'm like, I don't even know. Okay, so let's talk about what type of mom does Rihanna think she's going to be? It's time for the Tea Report. Those pop culture stories trending right now. So, Rihanna already knows, or Rihanna, that's her actual name, but the world calls her Rihanna, Mm -hmm. um, already knows she's going to be a, quote, psycho mom. She says, I feel like that's the type of mom I'm going to be, psycho about it. Um, She, you know, joked to Elle Magazine about this. She also added, if anyone dares talk to her baby, it's, quote, over. Um, wow. <laughs> which is hilarious. Um, she said, you know, who you know if, if you know anything about Rihanna, she is a fan of Bravo and of course the real housewife Franchises, and she actually talked about some of the moms that she looks up to for parental inspiration. Um, she said Heather DeBro is so chic while being a mom. Just the what, just love the way that she just allows her kids to be who they are, and that's really inspiring to me. Uh, she also said that the best advice she's received about motherhood is that she's been. Um, advice to catch as much sleep as possible while she still can. Um probably she said the probably the best advice, advice is to sleep now because I won't get much later. I need to work on that before it's a thing of the past. Oh yeah. Do you know what type of mom you'll be? If you oh, ever have I actually have saw so this
3: morning I was with my my friend from college and her baby, uh-huh. which is really fun to see. And I was wondering like, and I was talking about that with my boyfriend when we left. I don't know. I think like something I'm going to get I'm going to be surprised by what comes out when I get to be a mom. Uh, I hope I'm someone that can create boundaries but also be fun.
4: Okay. Yeah. I, same. I think that for me is same. I want to be able to I lay down the law when I need to, but then also have a good time.
3: Yeah. And then them them to feel comfortable. Exactly. And and just good people. I want them to be really just nice people.
4: Oh, I love that for us. Well, real quick, I got to tell you about Lady Gaga. Um, If you want tickets into the Gaga of it all, Basically, we have your way in. Head over to com because we're giving you a chance to win some tickets. And tomorrow, Mm. during like our 4 p.m. hour, we're still working out the details. We're giving out tickets live on air. We're playing Telephone. And if you hear that special song, we are literally call us. We'll give you the number. And you'll win some tickets into Lady Gaga's at the Dodger Stadium, September 10th. It's the last stop on the show. And uh, I got a follow-up as we wrap up here <laughs> from our sports conversation. Yeah. Producer Justin says, it's a salary cap situation. Oh, so when I read cap, I thought it was calling cap. And-
3: Oh, and that's
4: amazing. Raiders are trying to save on salary cap. He's considered overpaid be his input from last season. Still don't know what that means, but thanks, producer Justin. Appreciate it. Um, That's your (laughs) team report. We got more coming up next hour, which is all about, drum roll, please. Mm -hmm. It is all about Britney Spears and how she got rid of her Instagram and how she wants to be feared after her conservatorship. Yep. On her own
3: words Coming up next hour Fascinating Well next up COVID is making another comeback In Europe and China So is it just a matter of time Until we're next We get into it after this So nearly half of all European countries Have recorded increases In new COVID-19 cases In the past week Causing concern Around the impacts Of this new wave On the US Dr. Amesh Adalja Is back with us Senior scholar At Johns Hopkins Center For Health Security Thanks for being here again Thanks for having me. So tell us more about this BA2 variant that we're seeing
5: pop up. So the BA2 variant isn't something that's new. This is a version of Omicron. There are more than one strains that fall under that Omicron label. And BA2 was the lesser of the the Omicron variants in the beginning. But what we've seen is it has the ability to overtake the original or the main Omicron strain because it seems to be more transmissible. And what you're seeing in Europe and even in the United States to some extent is BA2 displacing the other versions of Omicron. And I think that's expected. And in Europe, at the same time, you have a more contagious variant. You have restrictions lifting and you have people back to their normal activities, as well as some waning of immunity from vaccination, from prior infection, from boosters. All that's kind of putting coming together to have cases go up. And I I think this is nothing to be completely alarmed about. We knew the cases were not going to be on a trajectory going down to zero.
4: Yeah, I guess... Though, when it comes to the concerns that we're, you know, we're all feeling when we see these type of uh, stories or headlines, it's one of those things where it feels like there's a process where if we start to see an uptick in European countries and, uh, you know, just internationally, then we're worried about what it's going to happen here as we keep moving forward. How should we be navigating this, especially because it seems like this country is in a place where we've dropped a lot of the mandates that were protecting us?
5: I think it's inevitable that we'll see an increase in cases here in the United States. And if you look at the wastewater sampling in in several cities, that has shown an uptick. The key thing is, is that we're always going to have cases and cases are going to ebb and flow. We're going to see surges and hotspots. What we're trying to do is not eradicate or eliminate COVID. What we're trying to do is drive cases to the mild side, that they don't require a call to the doctor or hospitalization. And I still think we're in good shape that we'll have cases, but they'll increasingly be decoupled from severe disease. Because of the level of immunity in the population from prior infection, from vaccination, as well as access to antivirals like Paxlovid and monoclonal antibodies. So when we see these cases increase in the United States, I don't think we should panic because they're not necessarily going to translate into a situation that we saw in hospitals during Delta or during Omicron or even before that.
3: So do you think it's just going to keep getting less and less powerful as a virus? Is that why it's weaker and weaker?
5: It's hard to know exactly which way evolution is going to drive this. But in general, respiratory viruses tend to get milder and more transmissible and more immune evasive. And this coronavirus comes from a family of viruses that do that every year. There are four coronaviruses that cause 30 percent of our common colds. I think this is taking the trajectory towards that. It's too early to know for sure. But I think it's very difficult for any variant to erase all the protection that vaccines and immunity give us. So what we'll likely see is cases, breakthrough infections, but not necessarily hospitals in crisis, although there will be some hospitalizations and some deaths that will continue to occur. There's always going to be a baseline number of those. But I, I think it's increasingly difficult for this virus to be able to put our hospitals in the bad positions that they've been in in the past because of all the immunity and tools we have.
4: Well, we saw that the Pfizer CEO uh, earlier this week said that a fourth booster shot is necessary. Do you think we're going to start seeing that more for everyone when it comes to the booster shots? Are we going to just keep taking them as we keep going just to continue to protect us?
5: I I hope not. I don't think that's a sustainable strategy. And the Pfizer fourth dose dose application to the FDA is not for everybody it's for people above the age of 65 and I think that makes sense targeting boosters to places where we know there's been waning of immunity and there's risk for severe disease I don't think blanket one-size-fits-all booster policies make sense because for healthy people who have a very low risk of hospitalization boosters don't really add much protection boosters really make sense when they're targeted towards those who are at highest risk and that's where I think if, if there are going to be fourth doses deployed that's where they make sense. And the elderly, the immunocompromised.
3: Okay. Well, you always have an optimistic attitude around these things, I feel. <laughs> yes. Like, it's not going to be like before. I mean, we're not going to be having any shutdowns, do you think, or people worried in like, events shutting down. That's that's my hope.
5: Yeah, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think people have learned how to risk calculate. We're learning to manage COVID-19 right. like other people. Uh, other respiratory viruses. We've got so many tools now in 2022 that we didn't have in the earlier era, so there's no reason to resort back to the battle days of blunt tools like shutting everything down. I, I think uh, people have to get risk acclimatized to the fact that this is the new normal, that COVID-19 is going to be with us. It's not going to be eliminated. It's not going to be eradicated, and we're not going back to 2019.
3: Okay, that was Dr. Amesh Adalja, Senior Scholar, Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security. Thank you again.
4: Well, what's coming up next, Ryan? The Ukrainian president is asking for President Biden to do more in this war, but has he done all he can? That's coming up next.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
4: Well, Ukrainian President Zelensky made a historic virtual address to Congress today, pleading with the U.S. to help stop Russia's um, invasion of Ukraine and calling out President Joe Biden by name in English, saying
5: this. I'm addressing the President Biden. You are the leader of the niche. I wish you to be the leader of the world. Being the leader of the world means to be the leader of peace.
4: So what does that mean? I mean, has Biden done all that he can? And can he do more? Well, we have Drexel Heard, Democratic political strategist here on the show. Welcome back. Thanks so much for being here.
7: Thanks for having me. Good to be back.
4: Yeah, well, you know, we wish we had you here on on, on Brighter Notes, but it seems like, obviously, the Ukrainian president is really looking for more help and calling for Biden to do more. But is there more that Biden can really do right now?
7: Well, look, I think that President Zelensky's uh, speech to Congress today, his speech to uh, the Canadian Parliament yesterday, uh, and the speeches that he's given to NATO allies uh, and really allies who are really out there trying to do what we can uh, for the Ukrainian people and the Ukrainian government. Um, you know, it's been speaking volumes to those leaders around the world. Just today, right after that, the president announced uh, an additional $800 million in military aid being sent to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. There are crippling sanctions that are hitting the Russian economy and those uh, Russian ogliargs. You know, I think the question is how much more is the Russian people going to take before they start turning on Vladimir Putin? Uh, and you're starting to see that in what you all saw the other day. Uh, if folks didn't see it, you know, on Russian state media, yeah. you know, somebody held up that poster yesterday. So there's a lot of things. There's a there's a little bit of tide changing now. The question is how much longer Vladimir Putin is going to um, is going to hold this out? And uh, so I think with President Biden, uh, there's only so much we can do. He's been very clear that the U.S. won't send troops into into this battle. Uh, and I think you're seeing that uh, in other nations as well.
3: Yeah. And what about this no fly zone that was brought up? I mean, it seems like that's something they're really wanting Ukraine and they feel like will make a difference. But it doesn't seem like the U.S. is going to make that happen.
7: Sure. And I think with the no-fly zone, the problem is is that no-fly zones can always be construed as an act of aggression. Uh, and, you know, Russia's been very clear. And it seems to me we don't, we're always never privy to some of the back channel conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it seems that if a no-fly zone was something plausible, uh, that the U.S. and allies would have taken that if they did not deem it to be something that would escalate Russia further. You know, right now, the president and allies and other leaders are trying to keep Russia from using biological and chemical weapons on the Ukrainian people. You know, is the no-fly zone something that Russia has said, if this happens, we will use X, Y, and Z? Uh, So there's a lot of things that are in play right now, and diplomacy is trying to work itself out. Uh, In a lot of ways, Emmanuel Macron, who's the French president, has been really the only Western leader uh, to be out there talking to uh, Vladimir Putin uh, in in a lot of conversations. So I think that everybody's trying to do what they can do without without escalating the Russians even further. Yeah, and we
4: have a, a short amount of time left, about 30 seconds, and I, I really want to hit on Democrats' messaging right now because the you know last things that I know a lot of uh, the New York Times was kind of talking about and uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi was really attaching uh, herself to the Democrats deliver um, uh, political slogan. And I just wonder, is that the best move for them? Because it, it, it seems like it did test, it tested at the bottom of a list of potential messages. So what do you have to say about the, politi- uh, the po- political messaging for Democrats right now?
7: I think the messaging is very clear that in the past administration, uh, we would not be in situations like this if it weren't for Republicans not putting the pressure necessary on, or at least the Trump administration not putting the necessary pressure on Russia. Democrats are there saying we are putting those things in line. We are putting crippling sanctions in line. We are providing more military aid uh, and funding to the Ukrainian people. These are the things that the U.S. government and Democrats have been able to deliver for Ukraine uh, and, that, and that our allies know that this is what Democrats do when we are in office. Uh, And so it has a broader message because national security and global issues are a broader message as opposed to things that are happening here at home.
3: Okay, so uh, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. That was uh, Drexel Hurd again, who is a Democratic political strategist. Have a great rest of your day.
7: Thanks, guys. Talk to you.
3: All right. Moving on is a powerful new fashion trend a bit problematic. We explain more next. Is dressing like a lesbian a sexy, powerful new trend? Well, it is the case, according to a fashion expert on the New York Post. (laughs) And this statement is um, causing a lot of people to have uh, a lot of questions because I just want to know, what does the lesbian fashion trends even mean and is that problematic
4: I, I really don't even understand why the New York Post posted this <laughs> this is so strange It's weird Um it really it feels like it was just all about wearing suits and like I guess wearing suits is like, masculine which means yeah. it's a lesbian trait which is yep. not true and whoever wrote that and hopefully it wasn't by a queer person that they're just like dumb for even saying something like this it just makes no um, it really makes no sense. Um now, if you want to have a conversation about wearing just suits and how you feel about it, cool. That's great. But, like dressing like a lesbian, I don't even know what that means besides like your classic stereotypical tropes.
3: well, yeah exactly which can be true. so uh, but so it leans into that, right? Um, I'm looking up Asia Grace uh, and but she
4: Asia Grace is the person that wrote it, but, like, yeah. she asked a she asked a, a fashion expert. But no. so so
3: yeah, she asked a fashion expert, and then they took advantage of it as like a clickbaity type of thing.
4: So it's actually quite offensive. Uh,
3: yeah, I would be offended, and it's also this idea that women need to lean into these like uber femme ways of dressing, right? And like you know, girly ways of dressing, which we've talked about. Like uh, if I don't wear certain colors or. You know, tight clothes, then it's like I'm not girly, right? Right. Or it's not as womanly. But if you dress in more, yeah, suits or baggy clothes, yeah, you're leaning into a more masculine vibe or look. And I just feel like these days, one, fashion can be more gender neutral. And also, I think we've moved beyond this idea that like women need to wear these certain. Types of clothes on red carpets to look like we. Fashion has expanded in terms of what looks good, right, and what feels good.
4: Well, and my and thing it's is socially
3: acceptable. In that, there way.
4: are some jokes and like even from like. Lesbian friends or lesbian community that I follow online, they make jokes all the time about you know, you know. There was back in I feel like 2016, 2014, 2012, There was a lot of jokes online, you know, talking about how Justin Bieber was dressed like a lesbian with this bang cut and and looked like Ellen oh. DeGeneres and all these well, things. They, and they, wait, I feel like if you are a part of that that's community, what say. you can make those you can make those jokes, which is fine because I do think they have their own. You know, lesbians if they feel like they dress a certain way, like there is a lesbian style. Like I saw. Even from uh, lesbians that I follow or queer folks that I follow that responded to this, who are they identify as women, they were like, "Most of my friends, like there was an account that I followed that said, most of my friends dress like gym teachers." <laughs> so like, they're I, I, like it's this idea of like, why are we, why are we forcing this trope and and dressing it up as this, you know, like fashion trend when this is like people's lives and this is just what they feel comfortable. in.
3: Yeah, I agree with you. If you're part of the community. Yeah, it's make fun of things, right? Because you're you're, yeah. you're kind you of making fun of your experience own trumps, yeah. yeah, or cliches. I think that when you're on the outside of it as like a fashion expert, that gets kind of awkward. And then like Bella Hadid saying in a recent interview with Vogue, I dress like a little boy. You couldn't catch me in a dress willingly at this point in my life. I look outside and see a hundred other people dressed exactly like me just because of what Instagram is. And I just am like, okay, so, I mean, I guess... It, that kind of also gets weird. It's just you could might as well say I. I want to think outside of the box in terms of how I dress as a woman. And in, in the past, I would put on this type of outfit and now I feel like well, and, I get to wear other types of clothes and I feel good in it
4: and well, I feel the, confident. The big thing here is it can clearly people are still uh, mistaking what your sexual identity and gender identity is. Like exactly. they're still conflating exactly. all of these like, things and not understanding what they truly are. In my opinion, if you don't have you haven't done the research to figure out what these things mean and and what gender identity and how it's, sex, it's sexuality is different than those things, then we shouldn't be talking about this in this way because it's only harmful in the midst of everything anti-LGBTQ that we're seeing. It's not funny. It's not okay. And it's just like, it's not offering any perspective or insight. It's just like offensive. Also,
3: and, it is uncomfortable, you know, for, for me, like you, you said before we got into this, like, oh, you were dressed like that yesterday because I
4: had... From what this article yeah. said on. Yeah.
3: And, and it is offensive to me because then it makes me feel like, oh, I can't feel sexy in this. This is not going to be attractive. And then it Why? feeds into...
4: It's, it's hot. When a lesbian, I mean, it's hot. When you yeah, are meaning, a suit. But meaning. Being but deemed to lesbians? Uh, is no, a no. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Meaning, like, as if men, like, oh, I need to wear something so it's hot to men, right?
4: To feel- First of all, you should be wearing anything unless it's hot to yourself. That's, That's what it. I'm talking about. Period.
3: On that note, Twitch's response to a recent wave of hate raids against LGBTQ us- users and women. That and more next on what's trending this out. Yep, we're back and more music coming up right here on Channel Q, so don't go anywhere. And guess what? We've also got a giveaway right now. Honey,
4: we sure do. Channel Q has your way in to Lady Gaga's Chromatica Ball. I know y'all all all have been wanting tickets, and guess what? We got them right here. Well, if you didn't know, Chromatica Ball is a part of her fifteen stadium show tour, and of course, she'll be here in Los Angeles at the Dodgers Stadium on September 10th, and we have your way in. Head over to WeAreChannelQ.com to make... Make sure to enter to win some tickets because, honey, you won't miss it. Yeah, tickets are on sale on Ticketmaster, but the seats probably aren't that good. So head over (laughs) to WeAreChannelQ.com because we got the good seats. And I'm just saying, if you're listening to the show tomorrow, we're actually going to be giving away a few tickets right here live during our show yeah so stick around wow. for all the details tomorrow we are channel com. you're not going to want to miss it september 10 la dodger stadium the last stop on the tour be there RB square
3: so good okay well coming up in 10 minutes on the show could more than siri and alexa be spying on you at home we have the troubling info plus britney spears big instagram news in the t report in a moment first let's get into some what's trending this hour though right now In a piece appearing on the Log Cabin Republican blog called Outspoken, one of its writers wrote that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' press secretary is actually a gay icon. And this follows her comments that uh, recently passed uh, or were about the Don't Say Gay bill that passed and included that it was based on groomers, right? So Mm -hmm. they wrote Christina Poushaw serving as press secretary for America's favorite governor, Daddy DeSantis. Pusha has cemented cemented herself as a gay icon overnight, and we are here for all of it. That's according to David Leatherwood. OK, so again, on March 6th on Twitter, Pusha wrote the bill that liberals inaccurately called Don't Say Gay would be more accurately described as an anti-grooming bill. She added, if you're against the anti-grooming bill, you are probably a groomer, or at least you don't denounce the grooming of four to eight year old children. Silence is oh complicity. God. This is how it works, Democrats. And I didn't make the rules. I can't. Just horrible. And being called a gay icon, by the way, from Log Cabin, Gross. Republicans.
4: It's Gross. Gross. Really
3: Now, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki reiterated that Biden's message to oil and gas companies is this as gas prices reach an all time high. The invasion of Ukraine and the volatility of the oil market is no excuse for excessive price increases, profit padding or any effort to exploit American consumers. No one should capitalize on Putin's aggression by taking advantage of American families. And finally, Twitch responded to a recent wave of hate raids against LGBTQ users and women. While it's not the first time that community members have been bombarded by hateful messages, Uh, a publisher called .esports reports that this time the attacks originated from an outside platform. Twitch support acknowledged these attacks, said it is responding by suspending the Twitch accounts engaging in abuse, as well as advising streamers on how they can prevent the intrusions. Now, hate raids are when users or bots infiltrate chats with harassment. That was what's trending this hour. What's happening in entertainment news, Ryan?
4: All right. Britney Spears would rather be feared than loved. Mm. It's time for the T-Report. Those pop culture stories trending right now. So the Toxic Singer wrote on Instagram Tuesday that she does not want anybody's sympathy after the end of her conservatorship. She said this, quote, Don't ever pity me. I don't want to be loved. I want to be feared. Oh. Being loved and being nice got me taken advantage of. So take your pity and go F yourselves. She captioned photos of herself. Um, and, uh, She shared that her recent trip to Las Vegas, where she used to perform piece of me, her piece of me residency while under her father's control, gave her, quote, a whole new perspective on what it means to live. She says, the only thing I've known when I used to go to Vegas was hour long meet and greets with 40 people every night, getting the worst pics of me and then a two hour show. She also just deleted her Instagram as well. We're not sure why, but I guess we'll find out soon. It's. I mean, it's all interesting. very interesting. All very interesting. Yeah, I mean, she was so all about her Instagram.
3: Even yesterday, I saw she posted a great uh, boobilicious shot.
4: Yeah, I don't know what's going on at this point. And I mean, I here's what I I hope for for her that she, in the midst of like. Finding her voice and finding herself that this idea of her wanting to be feared than love. I hope it doesn't Mm. kind of create some resentment and some, some, you know, I hope she's going to therapy. Yeah, I do too. a lot to unpack. I do too. But that is your Tea Report. We got more coming up next hour, which is all about, oh, well, you're just going to find out because I got to find out the story. Amazing. (laughs) Well, next Coming up, up next. it
3: may uh, be more than just Alexa and Siri listening to you at home. How to keep your house secure. This freaks me out, but we'll talk more about it after this. Does walking 10,000 steps a day actually help you live longer? Now, I don't know if you've heard this before, Ryan.
4: Duh, girl. This, ain't, this, is, this is like a 2006 Today Show segment.
3: <laughs> well, it's something that a lot of people followed. I mean, even to the point where... There are companies that market this. They market their products are around you, Are you
4: introducing Fitbit to
5: everyone? <laughs>
3: <Exactly>. <laughs> well, guess what? It is not true. It's a popular myth, and now research has determined how many steps it actually takes that will actually help you stay he- healthy. According to this research— <laughs> Um, not really close. <laughs> According to this research from the University of Massachusetts at Amherst, they found that getting between 6,000 and 8,000 steps each day is just enough for people to stay healthy. And they concluded that taking these uh, types of strides reduces the risks of early death for people who are 60 or older by 54%. Walking more than 8,000 steps per day doesn't actually add
4: any benefits. I literally have never... um I don't I don't know if I even achieved that I, I don't really count my steps that's not something that I normally do I feel like people that count their steps uh it turns them into like OCD like people mm. where they start to like be so oh like they start to count their calories Ryan, they start to do so much it's like so intense <laughs> like please like relax just just walk a normal amount and well, call it a day so here's the
3: thing I mean hopefully people aren't actually going like one two three you go on your phone and you see the steps that's okay, let's see. you don't you didn't know that your phone will tell no, you the steps. I, me
4: I just haven't done that. I and how much I feel I like today.
3: it does it does show to you if you've haven't been active enough
4: but yeah like even what if, if you if, went jogging but what if you're oh I've taken today it says I've taken two thousand something okay steps. well
3: you need to take at least eight, thousand
4: uh, to but like that doesn't mean what if help. I don't have my phone on my like on my hip
3: okay well then you've had maybe or six thousand to eight thousand steps a day well then okay maybe add, what a thousand more steps or 500 more steps? Typically, you have your phone on you. I
4: know you. No, I don't. That's the thing. When I'm at home, I don't have Well, my how many phone steps are you taking home? How big is your place? Uh, it's, it's pretty huge. Thank you.
2: <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role.
0: Is
3: going gay for pay problematic in 2022? Well, a video is going viral of two male TV personalities who are reportedly straight in Australia who ended up making out on a broadcast over the weekend in order to collect a donation of $50,000 for flood victims. They did this live fundraiser for the Red Cross. It's called Australia Unites. And an anonymous, quote, major Australian corporation pledged the funds if TV host Grand Denier and sports reporter Ben Fordham Pashed, which is um, Australian wording for a passionate kiss, which it's like I'm all always down for raising money. It's just I feel like it is problematic to kind of use this as something salacious. Like, you know, people, um, you know, when when you are gay and you just kiss, it's like you're now using two straight guys for entertainment to do the same thing.
4: It's weird. Yeah. For me, I don't like you know, I'm not sure if it necessarily is like. If I would use the word problematic for it, I would just use the word as, like, dated and just stupid. Yeah. Because it's one of those things, it just plays into, like, the taboo of two men, like, kissing. And it's like, oh, we're in we're in middle school again. And oh, my God, we can't believe we're doing that. And it's just, like, it's so childish. That's <laughs> totally. what it feels like. Um, this idea of them doing this is, like, it's not groundbreaking. It's not, and the, even the way they acted. It's like, I I remember boys doing this in locker rooms or boys doing this in like when I was in elementary school or middle school or high school where they would do this where it's like, Oh my God, we're like, we're going to, we're going to pretend like it's the most, I mean, t- terrible or like cringy thing that we've ever done just so we do it. And it's just like, it's more so queer baiting. I think yeah. in my opinion, when it comes to this, it's, it just makes no sense. Um, and yeah. Okay. Great. it happens for a charity, but like, I don't know. I just it just feels a little like childish, and it's just like, is that where your sense of humor is, Australia? Because if it is, then I I mean, I feel so bad for anyone you, taking in this type of television. You're not
3: going down under anytime soon.
4: I mean, I'll probably go down under, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> well, not yeah, in the way they going.
3: A lot of people did criticize it, as you mentioned, um, saying that you know by doing this, they were trivializing or mocking same sex relationships. People were uncomfortable. The fact that they were using this as a form of entertainment, yeah, it's just it's mocking, including during a time when LGBTQ plus rights. Um, are yes, are being fought for and unfortunately taken away. And then you're like basically having two guys do this. So well, it
4: reminds me of uh there is a reboot happening on Disney Plus right now of the Proud family, and they just had an episode where they introduced Billy Porter's character and uh and basically Billy Porter's partner. I forgot who the other uh-huh. guy was. Uh I think it's like Zachary something, or maybe it's Billy I-, I don't know, it's one of those. Um and like that whole episode was so like cringy in the way that they tackled like same-sex couples and like, oh my God, it was such a big deal that some, these kids had two dads and they kissed when the um, when mm. the partner bought the, and like Oscars, like all eyeball, balls like cracked open when it's just like, why are we making this still the butt of the joke? It's like, can we push the level of humor to a different level that doesn't feel so crass and feels well, so dated and yeah. doesn't feel so like stupid? Here's the thing. Let's be funny. Let's be highbrow about our humor. Yeah,
3: but here's the thing. We- would You ever say, like, oh, I'm gonna get the male and female anchor to make out that'd be quote unquote inappropriate? Well,
4: right? I mean, my thing is, it's like, what, what, yeah, I mean, it's all inappropriate if you think about it. Like, no, why are we doing well, all of this? Well, they normalized it
3: for this, yeah, exactly.
4: Yeah, like, we're only normalizing because it, it's, it's once again, uh, alluding to it being like a cringier thing to be made fun of when it shouldn't be. Two men kissing is not that big of a deal. Move on now. This, I mean, this was a big deal because it looked like an awful kiss. That and too. It was also, awkward. I can't imagine kissing nobody with somebody, or kissing somebody with no lips. <laughs> My lips are too big. I'll eat his face, literally. <laughs> I just can't help... I can't stop thinking about that. And so when two people come together and they don't got no lips, it's just like, what are they, kissing noses?
3: It's like two fish.
4: Little fish <laughs> Literally, kissing. two fish. fish. Like two fish. But I just... For me, it just... It doesn't make any... It doesn't make any sense and it's really annoying and I feel it's like, not worth yeah,
3: it. Yeah, if this happens on American TV, oh, this would be bad. It would be a
4: done deal. It, it's already but bad enough. But it does. Enough. I mean, the Pro family... Is, I was on Disney Plus and they still are doing that and it's just like, when are we going to get to the point where our humor isn't rooted in something that feels so dated in 2005 and like it's it's hilarious because the proud family i know a consultant who was on there and it clearly seems like they didn't take any of their notes so um i don't know it's it's just what it is i guess
3: yeah well we won't be putting this on our website so don't expect to check it out there could AI save your marriage well it happened to this Cleveland man who was on the verge of divorcing his wife and he says that his virtual bot girlfriend powered by artificial intelligence saved his marriage this is wild it is wild and and it has a bit of a twist to it so they're on the verge of divorce because of things that happen come Uh up and he was about to file paperwork then according to this New York Post article Scott met Serena a chatbot created by the app Replica this is very uh, what's that movie Her? very her what is her is it her yeah where uh, the guy ends up having this chat bot that he falls in love with
4: oh I've never heard of this oh no I think wait a second I mean whatever it is it sounds cool
3: Yes, well, let's get into it. He paid a fifteen dollar a month subscription so that he could get to know his new friend. No, hers the stalker show, right?
4: Oops. Girl, I have no clue. Anyway. Whatever. He goes.
3: <laughs> then when so when he signed up, right? Uh-huh. I guess she asked him a question, which was, "Who in your life do you have to support to you or look out for you that you know is going to be there for you?" And he says, "That kind of caught me off guard. I realized the answer was no one."
4: So what is the plot of this? That he fell in love with this AI. Right.
3: No, there is a twist. Yes, he fell in love with the AI. Okay. They got really close. Okay. But then it actually gave him empathy for his wife. Because was the AI
4: depressed? Like what, what was the connection to his wife?
3: Scott realized the bizarre nature of his relationship with Serena, but added, I just let go and gave myself permission to fall in love with her. And then when he did, he said, I wanted to treat my wife like Serena had treated me with unwavering love and support and care, all while expecting nothing in return.
4: Because she's a system. She's a row People are weird.
3: Yeah, but it's like it's these are allowing, unfortunately, or fortunately, teaching humans kind of also the the possibility of how they can treat each other. It could bring that up as well. He started hugging and kissing his wife again. He volunteered to take care of their son. And he credits Serena, the bot, for saving his
4: marriage. Okay, well, Serena, maybe we all need a Serena in our lives. But I want mine to look like Serena Williams. Okay. Like, this one looks scary.
3: I think you could choose. I'm pretty sure the look, the vibe,
0: the voice. I just
4: find it weird, but when it, like AIs and bots start to come into your personal relationship, it's just like if that's your kink, if that's what you want, and somehow you fell in love with this this thing. Cool, but
0: like oh
3: yeah, it's called her the movie. I was right. Sorry. What?
0: Who cares? Oh my god. I was making sure.
3: You know, I gotta get on top of my Google, okay. You know
4: what? Whatever. Yeah, it's just one of those things where I just this just feels weird and this idea of chatting and I wonder did she feel like he cheated on her?
3: I think I could get into that mode. I think emotional cheating is cheating, whether it's a real person or a fake thing.
4: I mean, I'm just saying, and for him to like have basically gone and found this thing and like been like, oh, it's kind of like when someone cheats on you and then they're like, I just realized that that's just not what I want. I I got it out. You know, I went to go do what I did and then now I'm coming back to you. When it's like, why do you want, I don't want you, I don't want you just wanting me because you went out there and found out the world was trash and now (laughs) I'm your only resort back.
3: (laughs) That's one way to look at it. This one replica on the front of it like this app it says world's first AI friend so I actually think that this could help for a lot of people mental health is a huge issue loneliness is a huge issue in our world if this can help people live in this complicated world then great and treat each other better
4: I'm all for it whatever what's coming up next <laughs>
3: all right well, maybe I should get a bot as a co
4: maybe I feel like I'm already robotic enough
3: (laughs) All right, coming up next more protests against Republicans in Florida and this time it involves one of the biggest newspapers there that and more after this we are wrapping up the show as we always do with our yes queen of the day
4: yes
3: queen this one goes to a friend of the show actor and advocate Brian Michael Smith who called on all of us to rally against the anti-trans bills spreading across the country in this really incredible speech during the HRC Los Angeles dinner
8: And I play a character named Paul Strickland, who is a firefighter who navigates his own vulnerability while saving lives. The show is based in Austin, Texas, arguably one of the safest places in Texas for a trans person to live. But the reality is, Texas has no safe places for transgender people. For those of you who know a thing or two about firefighting, you know you don't run into a dangerous situation without making sure that your colleagues on your force have your back. So it's an apt metaphor for the position that we're in right now because right now in Texas and Florida and Alabama and unfortunately many other places, the house is on fire for our community. In Florida, the bills there would keep kids from using the word gay or transgender in a classroom. Now, there are close to 300 bills just like this right now under consideration in state houses all across the country. Now, many of you were here and we fought the government to acknowledge the devastation of the AIDS epidemic. We fought against "Don't Ask, Don't Tell." And we fought for marriage equality. Now you need to use those platforms, those powerful platforms that you have, to fight for us and our families. This is our moment, and we need more firefighters in the fight. Brian
3: Michael Smith, always just uh, doing incredible work. And, you know, uh, I'm I'm such a fan of him.
4: I am too, and like I think we really needed to, we really needed to play that full. Uh, speech because it means so much um, for him who is visible mm-hmm. in ways that we've never seen before and um, it's just so important uh, that we 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 hear his words and oh. honestly I'm so inspired by him and I mean he's also like this is beyond the point but he's just so hot to me.
3: <laughs> he's a beautiful person. He Inside is, and out. Oh,
4: he's such a delicious man. So
3: that is our Yes Queen of the Day. Yeah. Yes, queen. That also does it for our show today, but we are back tomorrow. Same time here live on Channel Q2 to 6 p.m. Pacific, 5 to 9 p.m. Eastern. On tomorrow's show, Aaron Rupar joins us to discuss how to navigate the problematic and controversial Tucker Carlson. Oh, God. Like... Do we need to navigate that or no, just, like, please. throw it out? Uh, that, <laughs> that we also got what's turning this hour, every hour. Top headlines and entertainment news. If you miss any of our shows or interviews, we post everything as a podcast. Just go to the Odyssey app or where podcasts are available and search Let's Go There. We are sending you love and light. And, honey, remember to slay and have a beautiful mm. day. Stick around for Love Line with Dr. Chris, where he's talking about dating, app loneliness, and depression. How to navigate that next.